Welcome home. I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist. And this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not the same as personalized therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or submit a poem for me to read on the podcast, email me at homecomingpodcast at gmail.com. Also, to build our community, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. Welcome home, co-journers. I am so glad you're here for another episode. And today we have an important topic that has been requested from several of you, and that is how to become more emotionally available. And as we continue this journey home to ourselves, a piece of our work is not only getting in touch with who we are, but being more authentic and available and present in our relationships. So it is important to do a self-assessment to reflect and really consider what are the ways that you may be blocking your own relationships and connections and really determining the root of those issues, the source of those problems. What is it that makes it difficult, frightening, upsetting to think about truly being known Uh, for people to really see you in your full vulnerability or in a range of emotions, to have spaces where you can really be open uh, and expressive. And for many of us, it can feel awkward. Uh, You can feel like your instinct is to keep people out or your instinct is to be very surface or superficial, or the instinct is to give everyone a piece of you, but never fully open up fully. Some of us have even managed to develop an ability that allows people to think they know you to some extent, and yet the core of it, the truth of it, is that you are very contained Uh, very censored, and uh, not really free. And so as I come home to myself, I want to be more free in uh, feeling my feelings and expressing my thoughts and feelings and connecting with people on an authentic level. So if you desire that for yourself, uh, you want to start to consider the times and spaces where either other people have given you the feedback uh, that you're hard to connect with or difficult to read or understand or that it seems like you have a wall up as it relates to love, intimacy, or connection. So other people may have given you that feedback or you may also observe it within yourself as you reflect and think about what you share and don't share um, and the ways in which you show up in a range of spaces, whether we're talking about friendship, uh, romantic relationships, and for some people, even within their own families. And so when you are emotionally distant, reserved, disconnected, 
uh, the first thing you really want to consider is the why, the root of the issue. When uh, and why did you begin acting like that? And for many of us, it may have started very early in life. So you may have had the experience that people are not really there for you, that you have to be self-sufficient, that people are not dependent, dependable or reliable. And so very early, you may have uh, developed this approach of not really letting people in because you feel like kind of a one-person army, right? That it's up to you uh, to carry the weight of the world on your shoulders. Uh, some of you may have developed difficulty with emotional availability because of what you observed growing up as it relates to other people and their emotions. So you may have had relatives that were emotionally flooded, that seemed very vulnerable uh, to you who may even have lived with mental illness, diagnosed or undiagnosed. And as a result of that, you may fear emotions because you don't want to be like that. So you associate feeling with weakness, with being preyed upon, with being out of control. And the last thing you want to do is be out of control. And so you hold yourself very tightly, uh, whether emotionally and for some people, even physically, physiologically, being very shut down, disconnected, trying to not only control circumstances, but even trying to control yourself. For some, it may not only be what you observed in others, but what they directly told you. Some of us were given messages that certain feelings were not okay or that no one cared anyway, so why bother to feel it or to express it? And then some of us may have also had the experience where you felt like you were drowning in your own emotions. So if you have ever dealt with severe depression um, or being come, becoming overwhelmed as it relates to anxiety or panic. And so for fear of going back to that place, you may hold yourself very tightly and also fear being too much. So it's the idea of like, if people really knew all of my anxieties or insecurities, uh, maybe they would reject me. So I need to pretend that I have it all together or that everything is under control or in my control. And so it is important to look at the root of the emotional unavailability. It may also be that you opened up to friends or romantic partners um, and then they left, right? That they abandoned you, rejected you, cheated on you. And so as a result, it becomes very hard for you to trust, right? A lot of times emotional unavailability is connected to how much do I trust myself and how much do I feel I can trust other people? And so when I fear abandonment, when I fear rejection, uh, it can make it very hard for me to be open. And so I would encourage you as you think back on those early experiences to consider the ways you may have overgeneralized, right? So because your mother or father was like this, 
or uh, your ex uh, partner was like this, or you had friends in middle school who betrayed you and now kind of living from that script. So giving myself permission to see the origins of the script and to consider there can be alternate endings, right? That not every time I open up, doesn't mean I'm going to completely lose it. Or not every time I open up, does that mean people are going to judge me and reject me? Or not every time that I express myself, that then I will be abandoned. And so in order to try to stay safe emotionally and or physically for some, uh, you may have been boxed in by this script. So I acknowledge those painful things of my past, but then also give myself freedom and permission to not keep living out of that wound, but to consider another way that there can be other uh, levels of relationship connection and intimacy. It is also going to be important that you uh, tune into yourself, that you become more self-aware. Sometimes people are wanting us to open up to them, and it is hard to do that when you're not even open to yourself, right? So sometimes we're aware of things and we're intentionally withholding that information. And then there are other times when it is beyond our own awareness that we're not even tuned in to what do we feel? What do we think? What do we want? What do we need? And so as you raise your self-awareness, you can operate more from that place of honesty and transparency, but it will be very hard for you to reveal to others what you have not yet revealed to yourself. It will be hard to let other people in and let other people get to know you when you don't honestly know yourself. And so self-awareness is an important aspect for us to work on, on this path toward more emotional availability. And then the next component to look at is uh, patience with yourself with small steps. Right. So whenever you are looking for growth and transformation, you need to know that it won't be overnight. But I want to see, am I moving in the direction of who I want to be and how I want to be? Right. Because sometimes what happens, we have these extremes in our minds that either I have some friends that are like an open book. They tell everybody everything, even strangers in the supermarket. And you think like, I can never be that. So I guess I'm never going to be emotionally available. Well, you know, that's an extreme. There are people who are like that, but there's a lot of middle ground between perhaps where you are and where your friends are. Um, who are this kind of open book. So to begin to set uh, smaller goals and to move in the direction of those goals. So as simple as when uh, friends or family members ask me how I am, I want to start giving a more honest answer, right? I was talking to someone the other day and they were saying uh, their child could tell when they came home from work that they were very upset, but they didn't want to dump on their child. So they just kept saying they're fine, but the child didn't believe them. 
So, you know, this is an opportunity to know there's a middle ground, right? I don't have to uh, dump my whole day on this child. And at the same time, if it is obvious that I am distressed and I keep saying to this person, I'm fine, uh, then there is a level of inauthenticity and it can give the other person uh, the perception that either you don't trust them or that in this relationship or in this family, we're supposed to lie and always say we're fine, even when we're not, right? So to take that step, and I'm not saying uh, to strangers or at work that you have to give everyone your life story, but the people who you claim are your friends, uh, perhaps your family, perhaps your uh, partner or who, whoever you are dating or with, when they ask questions about your emotions or your day to start saying, I want to give more than a surface response. I want to open up. And so in order to be more open with them, I have to check in with me. How was my day? How do I feel about that? What do I think? What do I want? And begin to share that. A next step beyond answering people's questions more fully or honesty honestly, is actually taking the initiative to communicate. Uh, sometimes when we're emotionally unavailable, we're either waiting for people to ask the right question or we're hoping they don't ask us anything and we get offended or upset if people ask questions trying to get to know you on a deeper level. So instead of requiring your friends or partner to come up with the right question in order to get you to share, to say, as a part of my progress and my process, I want to take the initiative. So what is a, a deeper topic or a part of my life story or something that I feel as it relates to this person that I'm going to proactively initiate a conversation about, right? That it doesn't have to be, well, they never asked. So even though we were friends for years, they never knew all these things about me because they quote unquote never asked. So let's take uh, the ball in your court. Uh, let's take the initiative and begin to say, even though it does not come easy for me, even though it feels a little awkward and uncomfortable, and some of you would say it feels very awkward and uncomfortable, that I really want to get to a place where I will be more expressive, where I will share more about uh, what I feel, what I think, and what I want. And so to give yourself permission to start walking in the directions of more emotional availability. And that will mean I need to communicate more openly. It is really hard if everyone always has to decode uh, what you are saying or what you're wanting. But to be able to be more transparent, more clear, in your communication so that people don't have to guess. And I know many times if we have issues with emotional availability, the desire is that people will just know, right? That, you know, your friend should just know you enough to guess this or your family or your partner. 
And while that is lovely, right, when we have these moments of synchronicity where people look at you and they know, like that's a, that's a great thing. And at the same time, we cannot solely rely on that, that I just need people all the time to read my mind. Um, is a lot of weight to put on the other person. And it can also hinder the actual intimacy and connection that you could have. And so to think about what your patterns are when you are hurt, do you usually just get quiet and shut down? When you are hurt, do you respond with irritability or with anger? or every other week breaking up with somebody or threatening to break up with them. So you want to press through that and say, even though that has been my tendency, even though that has been my style, I'm aware that is not really emotionally available in the way I want to be. So when I am hurt, instead of being silent, let me work on finding my voice and my words and my courage to share what I feel. When I am hurt, instead of immediately threatening to leave, can I actually try to show up and have a conversation and see, is it possible to talk through uh, the areas of the offense or the hurt or the disappointment? Uh, Some of us not only verbally constantly make these threats of departure, but uh, also internally, um, if we are always bracing ourselves to leave, right? If we are always uh, preparing to shut it down, shut it down, shut it down. Well, departing may be easy for you and to be emotionally available is to take breath and to actually communicate and then see what happens, right? Make a determination. So it doesn't mean that you're stuck and that you have to stay in bad situations. And at the same time, if I have never openly communicated with someone, uh, whether friend or romantic or family, then we are not giving ourselves or the other person the opportunity to build a relationship that is strong enough to have uh, real, true, honest communication and to be able to know some ruptures can be healed. Not all of them, but some of them can be. And so we want to uh, consider those possibilities as we think about being more open and intimate. And many of us want uh, happier relationships, want love and connection, and to know that the goodness, the sweetness of love is not always kind of skipping through a flower field, but sometimes it requires pushing back past my own programming, right? That this has been my style for years. This is how I have thought about things from years. This is the way I've tried to defend myself and protect myself for years. So sometimes my journey from my wound to actually being open, uh, engaged, honest, loving will require some growing pains. And so I would encourage you to outlast the growing pains instead of retreating to those old patterns and to uh, really consider what it means for um, us to be friends. 
So we can often be critical of other people, skeptical of other people, monitoring other people, evaluating other people. Um, and I would encourage you in a non-defensive way to think about emotionally, what are the ways that I am a good friend? What are the ways I am a good partner? What are the ways I am a good parent? And to think about emotionally, what are the ways that I've been disconnected or checked out or walled up, right? And so when I set an intention, I want to be a better friend. I want to be a better partner. I want to be a better sibling, a better parent. I want to show up in my relationships uh, more openly. When we set that intention, everything else will shift right? Everything else will shift. It is what is your intention? Some of us are living with the intention, like your your guiding mantra is, I don't want to be hurt. I don't want to be hurt. I don't want to be hurt. And if that is my kind of singular focus, then all of my actions will go toward keeping people out, keeping people away. I don't want to be disappointed. I don't want to be let down. And so they can't see me. They can't know me, right? While all of us would like to be safe. All of us don't want to be disappointed. What is the intention you lead with? So if my leading intention is, I want to have spaces where I am open. I want to give love and receive love. I want to actually be known and to know another. Once I make that my guiding mantra, my motto, that that's my, my clear priority, then my actions will line up to be in alignment with the intention. And so we need to take responsibility for this as opposed to saying it's just my personality. It's nothing I can do about it. The reality is there is something I can do about it. And I choose to show up with more openness. I choose to be intentional, even though it is difficult for me. I am patient with myself and I am taking responsibility that I am ready to shift. S-H-I-F-T. I am ready for it. And so I embrace it at the pace that works for me. I invite your soul to tell your heart, mind, body, and spirit, welcome home. <laughs>